There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. What a week it's been in the USL and in San Diego and for supporters of the USL in San Diego. Um, We've all been through a lot this week. Uh, Not only did uh, the San Diego Loyal drop points at home to a team that is in the bottom half of the table, but today we also... Uh, officially got the news of the worst kept secret in sports uh, that MLS is indeed coming to San Diego. Uh, You will get a little bit more of this from us in the nine o'clock hour. Um, We will have a a guest on to uh, discuss this. I don't think we're going to be wading through our feelings like last week. Everybody's had a week to kind of stew and process. So uh, we're going to get down to uh, reality and and what it all means and what we're all going to have to do. Now, to help me do this, I am going to bring on our producer, John Cross. John, how are you doing? Uh, I'm a little bit exhausted trying to keep up with all the discourse that's going on, just to make sure we're on point with the things we're talking about with the podcast. It is, uh, it's tough to keep up with everything between Discord and social media and, and all the as I said, all the discourse that's going on right now. Yeah, it's certainly been a lot. Uh, today, especially, it, it's a big day. Um, but I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really positive about the future. We got some really great news today. Um, and I'm just so excited for what the future holds. Are you going to Are you gonna share that news with us? Or are we going to bring Dylan on first? Let's go ahead and bring Dylan on because I want him in the room. Dylan, hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, now pretty eager to find out what's gone on in Andrew's life. Okay, um, okay. I'm, I'm doing okay. All right. I just I want y'all to get the word out that we're back. We're back up. <laughs> we're getting Victor Webanyama. He's seven foot three. He's the next best thing in in uh, basketball. He's coming over from France. Uh, I think we're going to bring Tony Parker back. Uh, we're going to get – we're back. Uh, so just I'm, – I'm saying it now. Forget about the rest of the NBA playoffs, the NBA finals. They don't matter. We already won the season. Let's go. It's happening. Come on, you Spurs, right? We we are so back. We are so back, yes. So very excited to get the number one pick in the NBA lottery today, the, the San Antonio Spurs. You know, they they grinded it out. You know, it, it's really tough because, you know, players want to win games, and you're like, oh, no, please don't win games. Um, please <laughs> don't make it look like you uh, don't want to win, but also don't win. And – you know, 
through perseverance, hard work, and that can lose attitude, we are now poised to get a generational <laughs> talent in the NBA draft, which never goes wrong and uh, is always a can't miss proposition. Those number one picks. So uh, very exciting uh, day and evening in the, uh, in the San Antonio Spurs universe. Just want to bring that, bring that up. And there is a USL connection. The, the team does own San Antonio FC who, are also dominating USL, which isn't ideal from our perspective specifically, but you know, uh, anytime you're back up, you're back up. It's, it's a good feeling. So moving on to the sport, we are actually here to talk about. <clears throat> um, there was some news today. Uh, we touched upon it in the opening. Um, now, this, like I said, was the worst kept secret. We talked about it last week. We've been talking about it for months. This has been in the works for a very long time. But uh, the MLS is coming to San Diego. Um, this uh, Mohammed Mansour, uh, a billionaire from Egypt, a, the treasurer of the conservative Tory party in Great Britain, uh, along with Saquon locally, um, are going to pay reportedly north of $500 million to buy into Major League Soccer, a league in which the owners don't own the teams. The league owns the teams, and they franchise them. So we are getting our own McDonald's in the form of a soccer team right here. Uh, we'll begin play at Snapdragon Stadium in 2025. Uh, we're expecting a news conference at Snapdragon on Thursday, Thursday morning. Uh, followed by a some sort of event, also at Snapdragon Saturday night, uh, going up against a Padres home game and going up against uh, our San Diego Loyal watch party, which we will get into in the back half of the show. If you want details on the watch party, you know, stay tuned for that. But Yes, uh, I, I, I did get a little bit of information about uh, what's coming with MLS. Uh, a lot of this is not going to be a surprise to people who've been part of these conversations. But um, what I'm hearing is the, uh, the screenshot that made it onto Reddit, I think it was last week, um, of somebody buying up domain names for FC San Diego. Um, I'm told FC San Diego is the leading contender to be the name of this team that is not just uh, a domain buy. Uh, it, this is not set in stone, but I'm told that uh, that is what we are leaning towards. You know, they really, they didn't want something too generic. You know, they, they thought if they put the FC in front that puts a little bit of seasoning on it, spices things up a little bit. Um, the, what I was told was that the, you know, the team wants to be kind of a global global brand and have mass appeal outside of San Diego, uh, whether an MLS team can break out of that. I do not believe MLS has a lot of support in among global soccer, uh, a report out today that uh, once again, Liga MX uh, leads the television ratings in the United States uh, ahead of the U S pro league, major league soccer. So still, Many more people watching the Mexican Pro League than the American Pro League. I do wonder, though, if that changes with uh, a team in San Diego. I I don't know. I don't know how many of those households are watching uh, that are watching 
those leagues are specifically in San Diego. But that's coming. Um, the uh, we don't know anything about the color palette yet. Uh, there was some discussion in Discord. There were colors presented at the meeting last week, uh, kind of blending Saquon, the tribal colors with colors from the Egyptian flag, and then a blue out of somewhere. So we're talking like red, black, gold, and uh, a, an off uh, a blue color. This is not a Chargers powder blue, but a, a blue color we're told so that's out there uh but the team does not yet have an official name or uh, official colors uh but it's um it's a it's a done deal um so we are going to get a lot more into mls we do have another guest coming in who maybe has some more information for us i don't know we're gonna ambush him once he uh gets live on the on the stream which will be fun and uh, a very professional thing for us to do but we're we're gonna do it because we have questions um but i do need to move on to our match this weekend and i'm gonna ask dylan dylan i don't want you once again to spoil your own podcast um but tactically what the hell is going on with this team why are we dropping points at home uh, that's a good question. Um, that probably has a lot of different answers. As far as the RGV game, um, they just pressed us really well and we didn't have an answer to it. Um, Max and I kind of alluded to this in the post game show we did. Um, you know, loyal want to play their loyal way, and that's great until somebody figures out a way to stop us, you know. Um, so I think that's a little bit what's going on. As far as the lack of goals, though, I really. Well, not even lack of goals, lack of free-flowing offense. I, it's it's hard to say. I think we're just not quite using our pieces right. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, what, 10 games in now? Um, there's still a long way to go. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is – you do start to wonder if maybe we need to try something a little different. I think we need to play Xavi. Just say – just – I mean – I wouldn't I be opposed. He's looked good in his cameos. It's just about giving him the right structure behind him so that he's not, like – put in a position where he's like overstressed or over responsibility. That's not a word, but you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. No, no. And I, I uh, really don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to keep uh, saying play Xavi (laughs) because I feel like eventually he will. When that happens, I'm going to take credit for it as being my idea. Uh, I, something's got to give, right? Like, I don't know how much, the performance is related to, I don't know, Nick moon being suspended on a red, um, Charlie Adams absence, uh, lack of, of form from Thomas. Although, gosh, I don't, I, I almost don't feel like it's, it's his fault that things aren't going his way. I feel like he's not getting the balls that he needs to really, uh, showcase his, his skill. If you want a really good example of that, actually, in my very painful rewatch of this past weekend's game, there was a play in like the 56th, 57th minute, I want to say, where Toomey breaks the lines around midfield and is in so much space. And like there's a clear through ball to Domus and he does not play it. And it's that happens a lot. Um, so I think you're, you're kind of spot on there. Um, now. One thing that did also happen uh, on Saturday, I want to kind of uh, turn the camera around to the the supporter section. Um, we did have a make a little bit of a statement with a a banner 
in in front of this section community is built not bought this was uh, done by our president steve brockoff he wanted to send a message uh not just to the club but also to anybody who's who's watching uh you know the supporter group has built over a number of years and uh you know usually we do pack the front with with banners but uh there was a a few fewer banners this week so that we could kind of highlight that message um were you in 109 the whole game dylan or, or were you up and around the stadium um, I was kind of floating around during the first half, and then I spent the whole second half in the front row um, right next to Brent uh, singing along. So what did you what were your thoughts when you were uh, outside the section? Uh, was it I feel like we were trying to be louder. I don't know if we were. Uh, I, I think we really encouraged people to really bring the energy for this match. And I know the, the capos were extra uh, demanding throughout the match. Yeah. I mean, the noise was great. Um, the noise has been great all season, if I'm totally honest. Um, so it's not that it was like stand out better than any other game, but it, you know, it was loud. There was definitely a buzz about the place. Um, but kind of the first half performance kind of quickly put a damper on that, you know, um, it would have been nice to get like a thumping win, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, those, you know, without getting into what you talked about in the open, like, it's just, the timing's tough because like there really is a buzz about this club right now and its fan base. I think um, there's a real energy, even if we're not winning games. So um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun night to be there despite the result. Yeah. Uh, John, what were your, what were your takeaways from the match? Uh, I'd have to agree with most of what Dylan says, especially that last part. I think there was an atmosphere, not just in one Oh nine, but throughout the entire stadium that was a little bit electric that night. And it, it carried, like we do all the way to the very end. You didn't have like we, I, I just, it's one of the few sporting events or the, the locals of teams that I followed where it does not feel like people bail at the end when it looks like there might be a loss or something else. Like even when I've been to Padre games, I've been to other things. It looks like the loss, you know, it gets towards the end and people just start beating the traffic. And, and we don't generally seem to see that people, not just 109, but around the stadium stay and they're cheering. And it just, there was a little bit of an electric atmosphere. And I think that has a lot to do with the news that's been going on. And it's one of, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority, but I'm a little excited about this whole um, MLS thing. Not because I'm rushing to be out there to support whatever team comes up, because this is the team that I follow. But I think it's going to help put a spotlight on us and all the things that we have done because already starting to see in some of the discourse and social media of people genuinely curious about well why aren't all these people just rushing to just flock to this mls team and and curious and interested to see what it's about i know ken garten brought some new people this last match we've had other members have offered to buy no dylan you've done it before offered to bring people in and Everybody seems to have a genuinely good time and really are amazed at the atmosphere that's created in the games. And it's one of those things that I think is is unique, not to this team around the world, but it it is unique 
for us locally to have that kind of experience. That's what most people say when they leave. It's just, it's a different feeling when you go support a game, win or lose. It's a different feeling. I think that's the key too, right? Is like, if you can get people to a game, you stand a good chance of making them want to come back to another one. Um, my brother did the locals photography for the second time today, but he had to leave at halftime the first time he did it because something came up. So this was the first time he really got to like do it all. And he told me after the game, he's like, you know, I'm not a big sports guy. Um, he, he'll like casually go to baseball games. He likes soccer, but he's not really into it. Um, but he's like, I can see how people get sucked into this so easily. Like the energy is just something else. Um, yeah. So it, there was definitely a buzz about the place last, this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, unfortunate that the performance on the field didn't match that. I, I think, uh, Nate Miller mentioned that again, thinking the supporters, uh, Nate Miller, of course, the head coach of Loyal. Um, you know, I something that John said about um, the shifting maybe vibes, and of course, we're going to talk about this a bit more later, but um, I feel like a week after the uh, everybody first started really having this conversation about what MLS means for the supporters group, um, I am sensing a little bit of a vibe shift starting maybe it's on the fringes but um if you listen to a another local soccer podcast their latest episode uh much more conciliatory toward the prospect of major league soccer this week than last week and you know that's probably what mls is counting on that you know you you rip the band-aid off but in a year and a half, guess what? You're all going to be at Snapdragon. I feel like that's what they're kind of betting on. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I'm sure they are betting on that. But I think one, our market is a little bit different than other markets. And I'm sure there's going to be people go to see the MLS team. And, and great, if that's what you want to do. I'm sure we'll have people in the locals and people who are loyal fans who will go and watch games. We have people who watch the soccers. We have people who go to Albion. We have people who go see the Wave. Right? We have people who go see all kinds of different teams in the county and support the locals. Like you, you can do multiple things. But I, I have seen kind of a, a, I don't know, a renewed interest and passion for this club that I guess I was hoping for. I wasn't sure if we'd really see it, but it has really like everybody's kind of stepped up their game. Like this is my team kind of like you see around the rest of the world. You know, it doesn't matter what league your team plays in. I don't know, man. I've seen team. a lot of people with a uh, Aztec for life in their Twitter, bi Twitter bios and Montezuma in their names, uh, a mascot that is about 25 years uh, post-retirement at this point. Uh, having a completely different uh, reaction to loyal. There's been a lot of toxicity online uh, specifically toward uh, members of this supporter group uh, because of the reaction to the MLS announcement. Uh, I don't want to give too much credit because uh, guess what? People go on Twitter to be assholes. So it's not, <laughs> Uh, indicative of a, a larger phenomenon, I wouldn't say, but um, there has been quite a few, uh, I'll just say, 
shared tweets, quote tweets, and 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 screenshots being passed around of uh, some of the absolutely delicious takes and and sports opinions that uh, people who seem to only relate to sports in San Diego through the Padres, uh, all of a sudden having a lot of opinions about soccer. It's very interesting to see. Well, I think that's, I mean, we'll get into this, I'm sure, more in the lounge. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I, I think people do their sports differently. There are people who it is very important to them to be in the top tier, whatever that is in support. And there's other people, like I'd say a lot of us, that the ownership group, the community that you build are a lot more important than those other things. And, you know, however anyone wants to fan and do their fandom around their sport, great. I'm sure the MLS team will draw initially a bunch of people, right? Because everything new always does. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how things play out. And I hope people who go see that team enjoy it. I mean, I hope that's what they're looking for. It's just not what I'm looking for. Right. I have what I'm looking for. I've found it. And as I said, another podcast, this is way, way better than I ever thought it would be. And this is where I'll be. Um, but I hope other people do that. And we do support all these different teams, you know, and the levels. And I mean, we don't have time to talk about it now, but USL announced the the Super League, right? And they're going to challenge for Division One status. And that's going to be interesting to see what the people in the NWSL and the wave think about this. So yeah, it's a really interesting, maybe we get another women's team here, right? I, there are so many things that could possibly change over the next few years. I I can't get fussed over other people being upset about. That's because you're not online enough, John. That's because you're not (laughs) online enough. I'm I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And that's, I'm as telling you, I, I am a, I'm a veteran of the flame wars. I've been through the muck <laughs> and the mire, uh, the old ESPN.com message boards. I've mentioned this before. I was in Yahoo chat. I, I used to go into Yahoo teen chat in like 1999 when I was a teenager. And when they, when they introduced voice chat, let me tell you, you get on that mic and you don't give it up. You get on the mic and you don't <laughs> give it. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, Way, way back, way back, you know, this is where, you know, the rubber hits the road. This is where the, the true, the true soldiers, uh, march, uh, in these, uh, online spaces. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, going to be, uh, fun. And that's what sports is all about, uh, in a way is like talking shit. That is a huge part of it there, uh, in the previous decade or previous century, you know, entire radio networks were built around this concept of people uh calling in and and having you know terrible opinions and and talking crap and this was a huge part of like sports entertainment on the radio so now it's just on twitter and we've got to kind of deal with it there yeah i i would encourage people not to engage um with folks and i i say that recognizing fully that i have not (laughs) been great about following that rule (laughs) Um, but you know, I've been really up in my own feelings this past week, uh, and apologies for the emotional gush on the discord, but, um, yeah, it's just not worth it because if somebody is trying to get under your skin, they're already not in good faith. Right. So it's just not worth engaging. Um, but yeah, I, you know, there were a lot of things that got touched on there that I, uh, I wanted to kind of mention, but that, that was the big one. Like I, it's just, there's nothing to be gained. And I think that. Um, there is space for 
all these clubs to like have their own niches in this city. Um, whether or not uh, some clubs will be more predatory than, towards others than others will be uh, remains to be seen. But um, I think that you know if loyal and the locals can play our cards right, there's absolutely space for us here. Um, so. Who knows? You know, let's just enjoy it while we can and, and make the best decisions we can um, and represent the club and our supporters group the best that we can. You know, I it's fun to argue with with the trolls, but like the truth is, it doesn't help. You know, it's better to be accepting of people because if somebody new comes around and oh, I we thought it was better to be bitter and petty. Come yeah. On. Well, it feels <laughs> better. It feels better, but in the long run, putting an arm around somebody and, and welcoming them in, welcoming them in is a much better way to go about it. So oh, man. I, just I encourage people block to block them, especially if they got that paid check mark or mute block. and block. That's another yeah, great option. If go. I'm totally honest with you, I've been utilizing <laughs> that a lot. I'm sorry. I'm feeling very antagonistic tonight. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's why I'm here to balance it out. I'm tired of rational. Know, discussion i want to be i want to be uh terrible and i want to indulge in all of my worst instincts um but oh (laughs) one more thing sorry just to tease maybe for discussion later um or maybe in the lounge uh the soccer wars are fully back on with the usl super league announcement today anyway (laughs) teaser yeah that will be interesting to see if uh I mean, one thing that I don't know, and um, John, uh, you can uh, mute me if if we're, again, divulging too off topic. But, (laughs) okay, if this women's league, so just to catch people up if they don't know, the uh, USL announced a Super League, which will be a women's league. But instead of, like, just accepting a position as a second division or second tier league, they are intending to compete for first division recognition in competition and alongside NWSL, uh, which is where San Diego wave play. Um, Dylan, I know this is not on our, our rundown for the show, but can you maybe just explain in a, the tight, the tightest and uh, most succinct way possible. um, How could that even be possible? Is there a sanctioning body that says, okay, your first division, your second division, um, and why would they think that they could do this? Is there something wrong with NWSL? Are they vulnerable? Sure. So, yeah. So I'll be as quick as I can. So the United States Soccer Federation does sanction the leagues down to tier three. Um, they don't go any lower than that. Those are the professional tiers. Um, they have something called the professional league standards or PLS. Um, if you get down in the trenches of the pro rel discussion online, you'll see that PLS thrown around a lot um and so what the pls dictates are the standards for what a league needs to have to reach accreditation for a certain level so uh, the usl i think it was in 2017 or 2018 got accredited as elite division two league um and while i don't agree with these things a lot of it has to do with like market size and stuff like that and not so much sporting merit um you know it's like stadiums market size things like that Um, So anyway, that applies to both the men's and the women's side, but they have different PLSs. So on the men's side, it's definitely much stricter. Um, So anyway, as it relates to the USL Super League v. the NWSL, I personally, this is kind of my opinion mixed in with some facts. The reason I think the USL Super League has looked at this and said, let's just go for the tier one accreditation is because the NWSL salaries are not that high. And realistically, there's not a lot of space for the USL Super League to come in at like a pay scale level that's beneath the NWSL 
without being like outright exploitative, you know? And so they, if they're going to be paying the salaries that are comparable to the NWSL, because that's what they need to do to have professional athletes at this point, because I think the max salary in the NWSL, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat is $250,000 a year. I think that's the highest salary in the league. So, you know, that's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money like in the grand scheme of sports. Um, So I think that part of the reason they're doing this is there's just really not space for like in between what the NWSL pays and amateur or semi-professional. So I think they've kind of found themselves in the space. I'm sorry. I know I'm rambling now where they just kind of, they said, screw it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Why not? Let's just go for it because if it doesn't work out, they can drop to tier two. Um, But I, I love this. I, I think the women's game is poised to have, I think if you, if you were, the women's game is more likely to get pro rel soon than the men's game, I think, because just the landscape is newer. Um, and I think this might be a step in that direction. So speaking in uh, a step in uh, another direction, I do want to direct our attention toward Saturday because, uh, wow, a lot of things happen Saturday. This I also touched upon in the open. Uh, of course, there is the MLS event at Snapdragon at 7 p.m., there is a Padres home game, and the Loyal of San Diego is going to go and play Miami FC. The interesting thing about this is that Miami FC is a USL team playing in a market with an MLS team into Miami. So uh, the storyline here is very interesting. Um, we're going to get a glimpse at what a USL stadium and crowd draw is in an MLS city. Uh, is that is it fair to look at FC Miami or Miami FC and say, oh, they draw a thousand people? That's what we're going to get. Or was this team well supported before Inter Miami came along? I personally don't think that's a fair comparison. Um, I have been aware of the Miami FC's existence since they were in the NASL. I think they joined in like 2015, 2016. The NASL folded. They then joined the USL. Um, They have never been well supported. I think there's like a variety of reasons for that. Uh, One of the big ones being, as far as I can tell, their owner is like not super well liked in the area. Um, But no, I they're drawing about the same amount that they did pre inter Fort Lauderdale. So I really don't think that's a fair comparison. (laughs) All right. Um, So uh, John, tell me about the watch party. Uh, There is something new on the horizon this weekend for this watch party. Uh, What's going on? Uh, Yeah, we, well, let me back up just a little bit. If you didn't hear this morning, let's pull this up that the uh, Loyal just announced a partnership with Alesmith uh, as their official craft brewery, I think it was. Um, but they are doing a partnership with Alesmith, and as part of that, and along with our watch party, that we are going to do our next watch party here at Alesmith. And instead of for us, like we have traditionally split up our watch parties around the county, we're encouraging all locals to go to this particular watch party along with the team and go to Alesmith. They have a huge venue, and we're all going to watch it there. So we're going to watch the Miami match. It kicks off at 4, so make sure you head on out there as soon as you'd like to Alesmith. There is going to be some... Let me find my notes here to make sure I have it, but as part of the watch party... 
Um, they're doing $5 Party Tricks IPA. So I got that one for five bucks. And also the first beer and see that Taylor has put it up here. So let's so, put it on the screen. So this first beer from the team, does this extend to the Anvil and Stave Speakeasy in Elsmith? Because that is where they serve their finest barrel-aged rare uh, stouts. Uh, if you go by the Tony Gwynn Museum in Elsmith, there is a a hidden, quote-unquote, hidden door and uh, speakeasy where you can uh, imbibe some of the, I guess, higher ABV <laughs> beers uh, that they have on, on site. I wonder if the team's generous offer extends into the speakeasy. Remember, Andrew, we're trying to help this team survive here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would guess no on that one pretty confidently. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> but I actually but I will was join not you aware of that at all. So. Yeah, I didn't either, but I'll join you in there and buy it myself if, uh, <laughs> if you want. No, uh, you know, I remember going to Elsmith when they were in their old location, um, which later became Mickler, which is now, of course, closed. Uh, but that new building is uh, phenomenal since the, the day it opened so much space. And uh, they have outdoor outdoor seating, uh, usually food trucks. Um, it's, a, it's a place where you could spend an entire Saturday. And I, in fact, I think the, the messaging I saw online was that they're trying to make this like an all-day thing. It is an early game because it's East Coast, but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't usually plan things ahead. I wake up and I figure out what I'm doing day of. But uh, were either of you planning on going at a significant earlier hour or anybody uh, in the chat? Let me know if, this is, if we're going to make this an all-day party. I, I might, and I'm going to give a little plug here right now. So the Forever Loyal docuseries that I put together after year one has been getting a, a bit more airtime. If you hadn't seen it, people have been sending people back to go watch it. Uh, we are trying to put, I did that under soccer shorts, uh, which is a side project I do. Um, we're now doing it under the locals umbrella and we're doing a new one for this year following season four, because there's so much going on. We'd like to document the history and I might be there early doing some interviews with some people. So I'm putting a call out there for anyone who might be, who is not camera shy, who might like to be interviewed at various times throughout the season as we document the changes to our San Diego soccer landscape, along with our support of our loyal team, as we are the locals. So if, if you're interested in being part of that, uh, let me know. You don't necessarily have to be there early. No, Nick says he's going to be there at one. All right, and Nick's there. I'm there. <laughs> That's all it takes. But I, I will if, probably. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, but if anybody just throughout, I'm starting to reach out to people and starting to set up interviews, and we'll be doing it all summer long. So if you're at all interested, but I'm looking to possibly get some interviews done before the Ale Smith game, so we can get some thoughts fresh on camera before we get too far away from the events of the last two weeks. So no, I really let me know. So I I am planning to be there early. Yeah, I I hope that. Uh it comes across and I hope we can be consistent uh, in the week in the buildup for this. But um, my opinion is that it is very important to show up 
at this watch party um, and show your support for this club. If you are a supporter of San Diego Loyal, um, knowing the context of the greater soccer landscape and what else is happening in town, what else is happening in town uh, at the same time? Well, hmm, the game's going to be over by the time the event at Snapdragon starts. But um, it, I think makes a statement if there is a large contingent of loyal supporters at a different venue miles away uh, supporting their club and their team even as uh, you know San Diego State is rolling out the red carpet for for MLS at their event so uh, it's not an either or I'm not telling you to do one thing or do the other but hey, do do one thing and, and not the other. I am. Talking about I I will probably be there as well. Um, and John, I also just would like to throw my hat in the ring for interviews. Um, this may come as a surprise to all of you who have gotten to know me, but I love to share my opinions. So um, I would be happy to do that. Uh, but yeah, I will I will be there um, kind of probably kind of early as well. So um, looking forward to it. I, I will say showing up. Th- at places uh sometimes very cool things happen uh for those not aware last saturday after the match at o'brien's the traditional post-game hang uh the president of of loyal ricardo campos uh showed up and uh not long behind him uh u.s men's national team great and uh i think he's the vice president of soccer operations is that the title Landon that Donovan, some, some, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. The uh, namesake of MLS's MVP trophy uh, came and hung out. Uh, it's very cool uh, to get a chance to just kind of uh, chat with Landon. Uh, I don't know how much uh, MLS talk there was. I didn't hear a whole lot. I think we were all just enjoying um, having normal conversations with with somebody who i think uh means a lot to this community and uh obviously to this team and this supporter group so hey show up i'm not i'm not saying landon's going to be there i'm not saying that because i don't know he's probably going to be in miami i don't know i didn't know he was going to be at o'brien's but it was so things i don't know things that happen i'm just saying show up to support the show up point i i i've, I've kind of said this a couple times um, in various places, but I think that, uh, you know, we as a supporters group play an important role in what the club does. That's always been true. Right. But, um, I think now more than ever, we as a supporters group are going to play a really important role in the future of this club. Um, we need to show our support now because we're not just showing the outside world that we're here. We're showing the front office like, hey, we're still here. We still want this and we're still doing this. Um, you know, we, we look at some of the, the great supporters cultures around the world and it's it's a reciprocal relationship there. Right. They support the club and the club supports them. And when one of them's out of line, the other lets them know. And we as a supporters group have called on the club to do better a couple of times. And though not perfect, the club has responded in kind. Um, I would say, generally speaking. Um, And, you know, I know they're not explicitly calling on us here in the way that we have them in the past, but um, I feel as though it's kind of an implicit call right now for us as a supporter group to, like, 
meet the challenge, meet the time, you know, show up for our club because this is our club. And if you want it to be what you want it to be, you know, you gotta, you gotta turn out. Um, and I understand that this is a watch party at a bar, but Alesmith is great. Their nut brown is probably. Well, it's the best a, brown I'm gonna, I'm gonna back you up and correct you real quick because it is uh, by definition not a bar. It is a, a tap brewery. room and it's brewery. Tasting room. Excuse brewery. me, tasting room uh, and brewery. All yeah. ages, children are allowed. Good they point. have uh, they have the the corner of the forgotten child uh, with all the books and blocks uh, where uh, you can uh, stash your child. And forget about them for the day or the evening uh, until, you know, they come crying to you uh, while you're uh, passed out on the table outside. I'm not speaking from experience here. Yeah. I'm just I'm just painting yeah. a picture. I'm just I'm, you know, uh, telling a story. OK, I appreciate but, that yes. correction. No, that's important, though, because it is. You're right. It's not a bar. People can bring their families. And I appreciate that very specific sales pitch, Andrew. That was um, that was great. But anyway, just to step off my soapbox here, I I want to preach to the value of just showing up. You know, like um, even if you you that's all you can do, like showing up is going to mean a lot in the next couple of years. Yeah, uh, I, I we've, like to... we've needed the club uh, to do what we do. We need the club to perform on the field. We need the club to open the stadium for us. Uh, we've needed the club a lot. And, and right now the club really needs us. And it, it's really, you know, if we don't exist for this, you know, what the hell do we exist for? I, I'd like to circle back to the beginning of the last match along this whole conversation about supporting the club. And we, we almost touched on it. And then I thought we kind of missed the opportunity. So I wasn't going to bring it up, but I think I'll do it now. So let me get this now, were either of you, did either of you see Andrew Vasiliadis come over to the section pre-match? I was in the otherwise longest I'm going to set the stage line, here a little bit. The absolute longest merch line I have ever encountered at Torero Stadium. Did you get the uh, hat, though? Well, of course. But, oh, yes, of course I got the hat. But this line was so long. It was all the way to the fountain. Like, you have your snake thing. And then it was, like, all the way to the fountain. And this is, like, right before the anthem and i'm like are you kidding me this is the merch line like it was the longest i've ever seen it and i thought well this this means something i'm sorry I, uh, yeah John, no i <laughs> i was not in the section um i was i think sitting up in 108 with my dad and girlfriend um but i did notice that he was doing this and i saw that he was shouting something and i've since seen in the discord that he was saying something like this is what it's all about pointing to the banner um, right, so and, I'm, I'm going to play yeah, yeah, the go. video here. So, um, and I'm going to turn off the volume if there's any volume. So, but I just want this was right after uh, they did the little thing with Landon Donovan at center field, right? When center field was baseball, right? At, at the midline. Um, and, you know, as soon as that kind of ended, Andrew Vasiliadis, our owner, made a beeline back towards the section. And this is as he's approaching the section here. And he's going up there and he's reading the sign that Steve made, community is built, not bought. And he's shouting up to the section, like this is what it's all about. He said that a couple times and he says, we aren't going anywhere, right? And then, you know, gave some love to the group and then he, he walked off from that. But that was that I was right there in the front row as he was coming through, lamenting that I did not have my camera out. <laughs> the one time he hadn't quite it, started right? yet. Uh, but luckily, 
you know, someone in another section over there caught this and then posted in Discord. But this is our owner, right, who came out there. And as Dylan says, for us to go and support them, I, he's all about seeing this through. Right? You know, if this is going to be where we exist and go as a team, then this is where we go and exist as a team. So uh, I, I want to echo what Dylan was saying. If you can, show up, get out there at Alesmith, uh, get, a, get a good crowd. If you've never been to a watch party like that, it's a ton of fun. Um, head on out. I'm sure work, there will be a big crowd this time around. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be drums, all kinds of things. It'll be, it'll be quite the experience. I, I too, if you're not on the Discord, here's your weekly plug for joining the Discord. Um, some of the discourse in there through that, uh, there, though there's been a lot, thrown at the wall um it's been become clear to me in some of the information that's come out about just how this process all went down how much andrew loves this club and loves this community and like he is all in on this and it it feels good to have somebody at the helm of this club that is as passionate about this as we are oh, i thought you were talking about me for a second I was you like, too oh, andrew you too that's so nice it's so nice of you to say and then you said the helm of the club i'm like wait well helm of the podcast oh. too <laughs> Although that would be John kind of, but you do. <laughs> well, uh, that, that, that's, that's so true. And, and yeah, I, I, I did miss that. Uh, he's always been great. Uh, you know, hasn't always done the exact right thing, but, uh, he's done enough to certainly earn a, a lot of grace and, and support. Um, so looking ahead in the future, we are coming into a, span of time of a number of away matches um and with a run of away matches this is where i feel like we've historically kind of struggled in the season not on the pitch but like in the supporter group because when we don't have matches to go and like do our thing it's challenging i think to stay engaged so uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, on tap this uh, for the end of spring, beginning, beginning of summer, uh, to stay connected to the team and connected with the supporters group. Uh, uh, John, what are some of the things that uh, that folks can can get into uh, to get through these these dog days of these away mm -hmm. trips? Well, we're doing the big watch party all together at Alesmith this weekend. And then next weekend we're playing Oakland Roots. So we're also gonna go to the team's function down at uh, Novo Brazil, down in Otay Ranch. Um, so that'll be on May 27th. So another big event like that. And then our third away match, we're gonna go back to our normal routine and give some love back to our partners that we've missed for a couple of weeks, Caburros, Fair Play, and Northern Pine. So we'll give you more information in other shows as we get close. But that's our kind of away schedule that we're looking at for the next three weeks. Ale Smith this weekend, Novo Brazil next weekend, and then back to our normal places that we go and support for our watch parties. And then a couple other quick announcements while we're going. Um, the team is partnering up with the Chicano Federation to do some soccer clinics. They begin in June 5th. We had mentioned this, I think, on the last show. But if you're interested, are you willing to give back to the community and, and help out with these soccer clinics and coaching, uh, contact Weston over with the Loyal and find out how you can support with that. We're just trying to pass along the word if you're interested. We're also looking at trying to do a watch party with the Sirens. We're looking for a date, and I know there's some initial conversations happening where maybe we both have away matches, but they're staggered. 
and we can go somewhere and all of us watch both games. So John, I know for, something for those there. who may not know, who, who are the Sirens? That is the supporter group for the Wave. Oh, excellent, excellent. They're they're great for the record. We've had we've worked with them a little bit, and I know there's a good overlap between memberships. Um, big big shout out to the Sirens. They're they're. Awesome. I've heard a lot of support from members of their organization uh, as throughout all of the MLS uh, uh, you know, soul searching. Uh, a lot of support coming from them, which is is very much appreciated. And then the last two things we have, Pride's coming up in July for San Diego when we do it. So the Pride March is on Saturday, July 15th. If you're interested in participating in that, save that date. More information will be coming out a little bit later. And July 22nd is when the Loyal are doing, not sure what, it might be like a team barbecue or something. I've heard a couple of different things. But that day they should be doing something for their... um, which I'm not sure. I don't know if it's season ticket members or supporters or everyone. Maybe if Jason or someone is in the chat, they could clarify that. But Saturday, July 22nd, we have a buy that week. We don't have a scheduled game. So that's when that is scheduled. And then that's it, I think, for announcements. I guess one other thing quickly is the we might have a kick in it with the locals this week. We're trying to work on a special guest, and if everything lines up, we might have an episode on Thursday. So we're we're trying in the background to to work that out and get another episode of kicking it with the locals out. Great, great news, John. That's a, a, a lot of good stuff to stay engaged. Um, I, I just remember the last few seasons. It's been, you know, it's a bummer when you can't go to the game and see all your friends and uh, smack on a drum and, and yell until you lose your voice. So uh, we are efforting lots of stuff to keep you engaged and uh, supporting this club and involved in the supporter group. Cause at the end of the day, uh, that's what we're all here to do. Speaking of supporters group uh, after this podcast, uh, live stream at nine o'clock, uh, we are going to be uh, getting more into the supporter group and uh, what it means with MLS in town, uh, what that supporter group is going to look at, how that relates to us, does it relate to us. Uh, we're going to get into all of that, uh, a really important conversation that's going to basically be ongoing for like the next two years. So get ready for it because uh, it, it's coming and we're not, we're not stopping. So uh, first of many conversations about that. Uh, but we do need to get out of here first to jump over there. Uh, Dylan, where can people find you? Uh, the best place to find me is, uh, if not on the Discord, on Twitter at uh, dwill94. That's D-W-I-L-9-4. And I also want to give a quick plug um, for Bums Breakdown. We should have a new episode probably tomorrow. Um, maybe early Thursday, but hopefully tomorrow. Um, and we're working on some special stuff, uh, so hopefully sometime in the next month. Um, so, you know, keep your eye out for a special episode we're working oh, on. Oh, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. A special, and, uh, special guest. Yes, we're working on getting a special guest. And then um, real quick, the last thing, as always, if you have any suggestions for the Locals Last Call or Bump Breakdown, please let me know. I'm always, you know, me and Max are always looking to make it better, and we're open to suggestions. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, John, where can, can people find you real quick? 
Best place to find me is on Discord at John Cross. And if we had a couple of people show up um, for the pregame last week, we're interested in helping out with some of our productions. So we're trying to get some new things going. But that offer is always open. If you're interested in helping out with anything, Bum TV related, the podcasts, any of the new video stuff we're trying to do, helping us work on the Forever Loyal documentary that we're doing. If you have anything you can bring to the table on that and you'd like to help us out, give me a shout and uh, let's talk, see what we can work out. On that note, um, I, I want to again uh, plug uh, this YouTube channel that you're watching the stream on. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and uh, like and subscribe. Smash uh, that hit, subscribe button. Smash the subscribe, hit the bell, the bell, uh, and uh, support this channel. Uh, the more subscribers, the more uh, fun uh, tools YouTube unlocks for John. I know he really wants to get into the alchemy of uh, power on YouTube, and we want to help him get there. We are not there yet. Uh, we are actually very far from there. So please uh, <laughs> like, subscribe. Appreciate it. Uh, I can still be found on Twitter at Andrew P. Dyer. I'm still looking for that Blue Sky invite. If you have one, um, I will take it uh, if you would be so generous. Um, oh, but that is it. Uh, be sure to tune in to the next pod on your feed, which is the uh, Locals Only Lounge, or stick around on YouTube where we will be live streaming it in seven minutes. Uh, until next week. Bye. Bye.